It's time for the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. So, do you guys like any podcasts? A podcast about nothing and everything in between. Now say shh and muck together real fast. Smuck closer. With your hosts, Chris. It's like throwing a softball down a well. Yeah. <laughs> Jahida. Jahida ugly and she can lick my ass. <laughs> and Dieter. I just kind of want to get laid and have a good time. This is the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. It's a bit naughty. Part of the Moon Pigeon Podcast Network. A little, a uh, little different in here. It is because outside, out the sound just dissipates, and here, like, you can hear the room. Yeah, and hopefully not for long. Well, yeah. for a little bit. I have all those moving blankets downstairs. I could just throw them around. <laughs> you could. I mean, you could even just tack a. You know, I don't want to tack it to the walls. I'm, I'm in the process of filling in all the holes so I can paint. Well, yeah. But yeah. so what's like, what's a staple on each end? So what? Yeah. I, uh, if you're going to paint anyway, but like I, the paint I, I will gotta, cover, it's not like you got to spackle that. The paint will cover it up. Oh man, the paint doesn't cover you. There's pinhole, and like in Raymond's room, there's still a bunch of pinholes I missed. Like really? from like thumbtacks. Danny had like thousands of posters in there. You remember. Oh, like yeah. his floor, like his walls, floor to ceiling were painted or not painted. Well, they were painted. <laughs> they were uh, posterized. Mm-hmm. Are postered, plastered with posters, plastered with posters, but not with Paris. He correct. He's a poster plasterer. In fact, some of them are probably still. I found some. Oh, I found some good old posters. Oh yeah, some hot chicks. I found the can't. Uh, I can't hardly wait. Uh, she's all that. Nice. <laughs> the big Britney Spears poster. Oh yeah, I remember that. Do you still have that Yingling banner? No. Oh, yeah. I don't have mine either. I don't know what I did with mine. I think I just ended up throwing mine out at some point. Yeah, pro- probably. I probably had it when I lived with Mark. Was probably the, It never went to Florida. I know yeah. that. And I, I don't know if it ever came back here. I might have taken it to Vegas. I Speaking think. of Yingling, did you see the big news? Yeah. Uh, serve the western part of the U.S. Yeah, but did you see how? What do you, what do you mean? They're going to partner. They're going to work with Coors. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't know that either until uh, somebody I know that's from this from Pennsylvania uh, actually just took a job out in, in Colorado. In Golden? Oh, yeah. <laughs> On Golden Pond? No, that's something different. I know. You're talking about Golden, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Green, Colorado? Where's that? It's Colorado. Oh, I get it. Thanks to our friend. Yes. Yeah, he actually shared like the because I just saw the headline. I didn't go any further than the headline. Mm-hmm. And it's, <laughs> typical WNEP commenter. Well, they've been brewing brewing Yingling in Florida for years. I'm like, hey, <laughs> dummy, Florida's not in the West. <laughs> yeah. Retard. Did you comment that? I, I don't. I didn't say hey, dummy, but I'm like, um, Florida isn't in the West. Yeah. God, these fucking people. You know how many times? Like, I don't. I don't take selfies. Or at least I should say I don't post selfies. I'll take a picture of myself once in a while and just be like, oh. And your thumbs over the camera? 
No, or like I'll I'll be doing something and I'll realize like my cigarette's burning my hat hmm. or like I, it's touching the deck, you know, or I'm like, fuck, <laughs> or burning the pillow, you know, something stupid. Oh, that's going to get cut because I have no way to stitch that back to anything relevant. It happens a lot on our podcast. Well, especially when it's just you and myself. Yeah, no, even last week I had to stitch a lot of stuff together, hmm. but... Well, you know, we're, we're, we're still off our game, dude. We are. We're not like, in a... We don't have a kite. No. And again, we're in a new spot, which all this this is better in a lot of ways. Plus, it's freaking cold outside now. And there's a goddamn bear wandering around. <laughs> Potential tracking attempt detected. Wow. It's pedophiles after you. And it's going to tell me I got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yep. But no, so I'm saying like it's still a, a different room. You know, and I, I don't just mean the sound, but like, you know, you got to get used to it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it just has to, I mean, I'm in my, I'm in my chair. True. I'm in a chair. It might be your chair. It could be. Yeah, I mean, and Let I Let me say, smell it. <laughs> when I say I'm in a chair, I'm in my desk chair. Yeah. Which I've used for, I used for a couple podcasts in the, ooh, what's this, Ben Fold's apartment requests? Streamed four days ago. Hmm. Nice. So an Umphreys McGee live full show. Only 2,000 views? What the fuck? Some shitty band probably got tons of views. Mm-hmm. That's always how it is. 1995 Dave Matthews Band. 99,000 views. Jesus. I, I used this a couple of times when we needed an extra chair before I bought the extra chair in the studio. Because yeah. I used that other black one, but every time you moved, it squeaked. It, it creaks, yeah. So I started using it. But this thing is so fucking big. My desk chair, it's got a big, tall back. It does, yeah. On video, it just looked ridiculous. Right. It looked like I was sitting in the king chair, and you guys were not. Oh, I thought you intended it to be that way. <laughs> no. Oh. Good on you, man. <laughs> that should be, uh, just for our guests, should be the king. True. Or the queen. Or the queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was uh or the uh non-binary authoritarian <laughs> ruler authority authori- the toad sure if the jester they, if that's what they want to be called that's what we're gonna have to call them them <laughs> shim <laughs> a, a shim a, a i don't know you're, what, you're gonna piss some people off you should stop it i was being serious up until i i fucked it up <laughs> unintentionally and then i started to try to be funny and realized that was a mistake yeah you were just going the wrong way yeah well that's kind of the story of my life so i think this is uh are we at 130 no we're not there yet oh but i don't remember where we are yeah dude we have no fucking clue what's going on it's uh this is one episode this is one episode this is one episode of the dinner <laughs> with schmucks podcast you could call it an episode if you, you'd like you can call it an episode mm-hmm. but don't call it a comeback we've been here for years <laughs> and we've been here for 128 episodes so far which makes this 129 129 and actually we, it's like we're like, in in actuality i think we're at like one we might be like one shy of 150 when you count like the half right yeah yeah i mean but a couple of like the half should should count because like we did them well if you look at it as like how many pieces of content in that yeah. particular category but yeah. even that but even the half 
like most of the half ones were live were not live podcasts but were podcasts recorded by us yeah only like three of them were clips episodes right right so even if we did that we're still in like the 140s but officially 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 not officially or officially official official hashtag official episode 129 and uh, as we were discussing, we were no longer on the porch because the temperature changed. The temperature changed <laughs> drastically from last week. Yeah, um, it's uh, winter. It's not winter. It's no, but it's it's not warm anymore. No, it's fall. Yeah, there's it, a, it's there's a, a it's a it's a fall evening. Yeah, there's and, a chill uh, in the air. It's too much to just be sitting still outside and trying to podcast. Yeah, like yeah, no. So we're especially at night. I mean, yeah, but well, during if, the day, yeah, sure. if you're in the sun, I mean, you know, it's it was like what was it, seventy today or upper sixties? I, I, th- I mean, I think it was like seventy. Yeah, it I, it was nice. Yeah, Don't out in the wrong. sun, it like, was nice. It was, uh, but this morning, it, this morning it was cold. Oh yeah, I was sitting outside having a cigarette. Man, I was like, fuck. So you you won't even stop smoking for the winter when you have to sit outside all the time, huh? Uh, did I last winter? Uh, no, but no. You're year wiser now. I, I'm a year somethinger. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back inside. Like the bare naked lady said, your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb, or something like that. Which song was that from? Oh no, it's not bare naked ladies. That's Smash Mouth. Uh, oh yeah, Rockstar. Uh, hey now, yeah, you're a rock star. I saw those guys. I can't believe I said bare naked ladies. Where did that come from? Uh, well, 20 years ago, Maroon came out. They just released like a 20th anniversary of that. Wow. Somebody mentioned now, I don't know if this is true, because like they posted it, like bare naked ladies posted it, and you can like pre order the vinyl, but like streaming now, it's available. Mm-hmm. Somebody in the comments posted that on all the tracks that, that were Ed's. That they removed Steven's backing vocals. Really? Seems fucking strange. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that was true or not, if somebody was just being a fucking jackal. Because it was a Facebook comment board. I mean, you you don't know what to believe. Right. If it's true, that's a real dick move. I would hope it's not true. Yeah. I mean, like, you're not going to, like, take away his songs. So he still has songs on the album. And yeah, well, that yeah, seems so silly because then you'd have to go in and if you just take it out, it's just going to sound weird. Yeah. And if you go in and have like Kevin or somebody sing it, which I think that's who might sing a lot of his parts now, why do the extra work? Yeah. Like you're changing the album and it's not Maroon. Right. It's it's Maroon by a different version. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a remake. Kind of. Yeah. Or it's a it's kind of a a live reissue recorded and reissued. <laughs> yeah. I, this, it Makes just seems sense. weird. Like, uh, yeah. I, so I think that I'm hoping that lady was just, it was a lady. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. fucking with us and, and I should check it out. Yeah. Take a listen through it. See if, I mean, there's a bunch of new shit at the end. They added like unreleased tracks, demos, etc. That's cool. Uh, but you know, the leading up, which they did the same thing with stunt, you know, a couple years ago, you know what, you know what's something, and I'm probably the only person in the world that feels this way. But like, even when, uh, when I was buying CDs, like sometimes you'd get like a double CD set of somebody, you know, yeah. 
and especially jazz albums, like if you got some kind of special edition like that or some reissue, uh, or like when they digitally remastered everything, they put a bunch of alternate takes on the albums. And that drives me crazy because I listen like, even though they're not concept albums, I enjoy listening to jazz albums start to finish. Yeah. You know, because I got to think that at some point the artist, you know, whoever the band leader was, like had some kind of ideas about like the order of his tunes. Yeah, because it's not like because you wouldn't. It's it's not like what it is in in quote unquote pop music. And when I say pop music, I'm including anything that's played on a radio station somewhere that's commercially viable. I mean, like right. it, somebody has a. It's not always unless you know. Although now with a lot of people doing self shit, but like. You have A and R guys and, and whatnot that are going to say this is the order of the album. Yeah, and now it also and they may have back then too. Th- there were, but, but, but not in jazz. I don't think in jazz. Right, but and here, but here's one thing you do have to know about it is there was one thing that did have to again jazz maybe didn't have to deal with it quite as much, but was was your physical format records mm-hmm. where. Like with like a rock band or something, you wanted to have your heavier songs at the f- at the front of each side, right. where the grooves were a little bit wider because you can get better bass and everything. So again, yeah. jazz is a little different. You don't have as as much of you know you have acoustic bass. You don't have the drowning you know the droning bass or whatever. So yeah. because yeah. that's why you listen to a lot of stuff and um, especially a lot of stuff that was recorded for CD digitally from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And in the CD age, everything was just run the levers up and make everything hit the red, and we call it a mix. Right. And they and everything was like, it doesn't matter. I could put the loudest song I've ever written in my life as the last song on the album because it's going to be the same quality as the first song. Where on right. the record, you're not dealing. You're dealing with. Yeah. And God, for you really want to push the boundaries of a record. You, I have this one record. It's like a compilation record. It might have been like the second or third record I've ever owned. And my mom got it from Avon, and it's like 22, it's like oldies music, but with a couple of like older country songs and, and but some uh, you know pop stuff or whatever. And it's on a single record. Wow. And the record is like almost as flimsy as paper to start with. Wow. And you look at it, and the grooves are so fucking tiny. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure if I listen to that now, I'd be like, nothing probably... I haven't listened to that record forever. I think yeah. I still have it. But it probably sounds like shit from start to finish because they jammed so much stuff on there. Oh, yeah. Like, no, well I've, beyond, like, the 20 or 22-minute max you're supposed to put on each side of a, a vinyl. Yeah. I remember those kinds of records, and they almost looked like a giant version of what came out of a floppy disk. Uh, well, no, though, no, this wasn't like this is a this is a record in a package. No, I know what you mean, but but they did have. I know what you're talking about because I have some of those. I might have one in the closet there. Like they were very flimsy. They yeah, were those are like the ones you got from McDonald's with the the hamburger cheeseburger. Or you got them. They were in, they put them in books or magazines. Yeah, like yeah, maybe I am thinking more of that. Yeah, because they had that kind of color to them, like yeah. out of the old, and the grooves were super small and yeah. close together. But this was like a, a vinyl record, but wow. I mean, it's like probably the lightest weight vinyl that is considered vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> like now, like you know, records they do the one eighty vinyl, one eighty gram. I think they do a little bit higher too. Uh, I like the 
uh, although I've read that that's really, thicker. Yeah, there's really no. It's just kind of a marketing gimmick, from what I understand. Okay, but it is. It's. Is there a difference in the sound? I don't think so. I think it at anything. I could be again. This was a while since I've looked into this because it's actually I've really slowed down on my record buying. Again, that it was more of a marketing, but it might. I mean, add a little bit of life. Obviously, that was that was going to be my next question. Is it more durable? It lasts yeah, longer because when you yeah. pick it up, I mean, you you. It's not like holding a seventy-eight, right? I mean, there's I know there's a couple of seventy-eights in the closet. I just put them in there before, and those things were brittle as fuck. Yeah, like these things are actually still made out of vinyl, so they're right stronger. But they, you know, they I don't think they're. They won't warp as easy. Weren't some of them just straight up plastic too? Like, didn't they? Oh, probably. Yeah. I'm sure. G- uh, cheap ones. Like, yeah. maybe that's what McDonald's records yeah. were or something. Yeah. Because we even had like the, the toy record player that it mm-hmm. played on. Yeah. That's how my sister learned that whole song from the commercial. The Big Mac song? Yeah. Now, like the toy record players are like those Crosley all-in-ones, which really to ruin your records. Why? The needle is just fucked? There's just no weight to them. So the arms are just cheap pieces of plastic. The head has no weight. There's no weight. There's no counterbalance on the back. Oh, God. That sucks. So, like, there's nothing kind of holding it in. So the slightest thing, it's going to start skating all over your record. Yeah. And, I mean, I will admit, I'd I'd had my parents got me one years ago. And, like, I took it with me when I was with Mark. And we had it set up in the living room. And at that time, I had, like, 15 records and most of them oh i remember that most of them were old chicago records i bought for a dollar at main street jukebox i I remember that yeah it was like it was like tweed looking or something yeah yeah it had the speakers built in sounded like shit and then the at some point in time it was i think i don't think it ever made it over to the riverview house because i think like i tried to use it and it was just like and and i took it i'm like oh it just needs a belt fix or something there's nothing serviceable in that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so in the trash it went. Yeah. Well, and then, but at that point, then I, that's when I was really starting to get into records too. Could you have turned it into like a piece of furniture or like a cabinet? No, it was useless, but that's when I was starting to get into like collecting records and doing my research. And then it's like, Oh, those things are awful. Oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I probably just probably, I probably beat up my Terrapin Station album, unfortunately, because of it. <laughs> and my Dead Live in Europe, I listened to that a handful of times on there. Wow. But now, I mean, I have my my Technese that I got from the ESU Radius WESS for $25. Uh, nice. Oh, we're supposed to, we go to buy, the, the, they're selling their old, there's every, I mean, I don't know if they do it now, because I don't know what equipment they have, but every once in a while, we used to sell old equipment at the radio station. And the money would go into, you know, the fund for the end of the year banquet or whatever. Sure. And ESU had, WESS had one, two, three, four, five, six, I want to say eight of the, like, Technis Pro turntables, the standard one that every real DJ uses. Nice. Two in the on-air studio, two in the production studio. Maybe there's only one in the new studio, and then there was two for the remotes. By 2003, barely anyone was using records at the station anyway. Yeah. Especially for remotes. Like, and we weren't... Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. We weren't at digital where we are now, like when we went to the station last year to do that podcast. Like, 
Carrie who came in after has just plugged his fucking phone in. And the guy that was on before has just plugged his fucking phone in. They just play their music off their phone. Mm-hmm. There's not even anything to it. But everybody was still using CDs. So we had, uh, I think we had like one of the DJ CD players that had the two CD decks in the in the okay. same thing. So our promotions director was tasked with like selling some of the unused equipment that we don't you know need. And two of those things were two of those Technies turntables. And they were going to be 50 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. And not only do you get the turntables, you got these flight cases for them, which probably cost more than the turntables themselves. <laughs> like, they're the heavy-duty, legit, like, Sweet. I'm going on a world tour flight case and Dude, nothing inside slamming. of here, anything can happen to it. Excellent. So, 50 bucks a piece. And I told Mark, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I want one. So, I'm like, I told uh, the promotions director, I'm like, Mark and I are going to take both of them. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So... I wasn't available to go the day when Mark went to pick him up. So I gave him 50 bucks. I'm like, just grab mine for me. He was going up to the station. So, you know, later in the day, I come back from wherever I was. I was probably working in. And uh, he gives me 25 bucks back. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, she, she, she gave me both of them for $50. I'm like, yeah, that was the price. He's like, no, both of them for $50. Yeah. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 50 bucks was a great price to start with. Damn, I go, 25 sweet. bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, you know, got this great turntable. And then, I mean, I then I, again, I got it. I wasn't, you know, the biggest vinyl person. And then I needed, like, a preamp for it. And the cords are all, I had to refix up the cords and whatnot. Uh, and then when I finally started using it, the needle went on it. So I, but I went and, like, I went to... Sam Ash or one of those stores like that. What's the other one? Guitar Center. One of those two. Mm-hmm. And, and bought a needle there because I'm like, that's why I know I'll get one that works. Okay. And uh, like 40 bucks for a needle. Needle costs mm-hmm. more than a turntable costs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I've been using it for a while is. though. But Yeah, I still want to get one. The problem is I don't have anything to hook it up to because I, I don't have a receiver and speakers. Yeah, well, you, you, know. you, you drop that one off. That has a little aux input on the back. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was listening to some tapes the other day when I was working. Were you? Yeah. How's it sound? Not not bad. Yeah. Nice. For some tape, like I was listening to Traveling Wilburys there. It was pretty good. I listened to uh, Steve Miller Band released a song. I think they released a whole album in like the early 90s. <laughs> I completely forgot about. I listened to that single, both sides of it. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't want to sit here and keep flipping the tape for single. It doesn't have auto <laughs> reverse though. You have to go over and manually flip what it. What kind of shit is that? Yeah. And, and that was just, probably it's bought. It's MP3. Yeah. It could, well, that must mean, it only means it can play MP3 CDs, which I have tons right. of somewhere if I could find them. Well, that's good then. They're in the, actually, they're, actually they might be in that box behind you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, that was probably bought in the, I don't know, mid 2000s or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. So I would want to get like a, a good system and I, I can't really justify doing that. I have too many saxophone expenses that I yeah still want to have done. Dude, I just sent... Uh, so, you know, I've been digging this mouthpiece. I've been playing for close to a year now, a little less than a year, I guess. And uh, I started to get really paranoid that like, like if I drop it, it I, it'll crack because it's hard rubber. You know, so if I drop it on a hard floor, like it can literally like you can you can break a big chunk off or it can shatter. And then then I'm fucked, you know, so I've been and they're not super expensive. Like the one that I really dig, I paid 300 bucks for as opposed to my vintage auto link 
that I had before that, which I paid twelve hundred for. Jesus Christ! Yeah, for a mouthpiece. Yeah, you know you can get a blowjob for that much, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should be able to get multiple blowjobs for that much. Yeah, definitely. I've had sex for that much. <laughs> if you can find the right woman, you can get twelve hundred blowjobs for that price. Nice. Well, I don't know if it'll be nice, but well, it'll be twelve hundred. Anyway, what was I saying? I totally forgot. Twelve hundred dollar mouthpiece. You got a three hundred dollar oh. one. So, so I've been looking on eBay here and there for the same mouthpiece because they're out there, you know. And I found one. So what I have is a, you know, regardless of the brand, it's a small chamber five, which is a small, you know, it's a small tip opening, especially for modern players. <laughs> But it just works for me. Oh, see? Wow. I put small tip opening into YouTube and the f- everything comes up fucking about mouthpieces. Yeah. Saxophone well, ones. Exactly. Per, Saxophone ones. What's the word I'm looking for? Primarily. Yeah. What was that first one? Who was that playing? Oh, I've, I've seen some of his stuff. He's a, kind of a cool dude. You know him? No, I've just seen Then how do you know he's videos. a cool dude? Anyway, so let me finish my story and then we could, we should watch something just for shits and giggles because there's probably some funny stuff. So I find one. So I have a small chamber five, right? And so I find one on eBay that's the exact same model, pretty close to the same vintage. It has a serial number stamped on the side, but it's a small chamber six. So the tip opening is slightly larger and it's 250. And I'm like, fuck, you know, let me get that, and you never know. It might be very similar, but just a little more open and harder for me to control or, like, takes more air than I my lazy ass wants to use or something like that. But, it, but Or it might be the best mouthpiece you've ever played. Right, exactly. So I was or like... Or it could be the worst one. Yeah, so... But for 250 like, I could always just turn around and resell it. It might... It could take a while because they're not super desirable. That's why there's... They're, reasonably priced you know why don't people want them uh well it's does anybody famous play them famous right that's the thing right in mouthpieces like people like yeah of course well it's it's like pocket pussies like after porn stars mouthpieces after their saxophone players yeah alive ones are there any dead like because i have like drumsticks from like drummers yeah no exactly like there's the uh, and and I'm going to fuck this up because I haven't thought about this shit in forever because I hated that job. But, uh, you know, like somebody probably makes like a Chris Potter tenor mouthpiece. You know, it's their brand, like Joe Schmo New York mouthpieces. So what makes it his edition? Because does he play that Joe yeah. Schmo's brand? Yeah. And that would be that would be an endorsement. So then he would get he he would basically have them design a mouthpiece specifically for him. And they could make it, try it. He could say, no, change this. And they could change it or they yeah, could make yeah. another one. Whether they're, they're 3D printing them now, dude. Yeah, I was just going to say kinda, that before. Like, yeah, I don't dig them. Really? Yeah. The only one I've ever played was a soprano piece. And, I, you know, I'm just not real good at soprano anymore. And so I was kind of like, oh, I can't tell because I just kind of suck. I don't sound good on my mouthpiece either, you know? <laughs> but, uh... They've really blown up, and there's a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say famous, like not even jazz famous people, but just like, I don't know, the, 
you know, not the Chris Potter level guys, but the guys underneath that, that are, you know, they're playing all over the world and they play, you know, they sit in with snarky puppy or they're play with uh, MMW or, you know, those kind of guys. And they're, you know, killer jazz players, but they can play that kind of stuff too. A lot of those like level people are endorsing these mouthpieces probably just to get free shit. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of exposure. Do they do any like, like John Coltrane edition or stuff like that? Like yeah. after dead guys? Yeah. People have done that. Okay. Yeah. I can't think of one specifically. I, there, there is some, it might be a modern mouthpiece now, like not a vintage auto link or uh, I don't fucking know. Uh, but yeah, somebody has made like a John Coltrane and it's a, and it's a copy. I, th- the one I'm thinking of, I think it's a copy of the auto link that he played. That he played. Yeah. Which, the early one, which actually, dude, one just like that came through the shop. Like, not just like it, because no two are the same, but the same model, you know, the same. It would be the same if they were 3D printed. Uh, yeah. But see, then <clears throat> it also lacks, like, there's something. So are you saying, like, even not like these, like, when they hand out a bunch of saxophones in fucking middle school, every mouthpiece is still slightly different, or are those, like, mass produced and they're all, like, exactly the same like cut from the same template like they're cut from the same template but more likely and i don't know if this is interesting for people listening or not but it's kind of interesting to me yeah see i'm i bet i think there's different ways but i know like the way you would make one by hand you'd use machining tools but you'd either be operating the machine or it would be cnc'd i don't know if they what's cnc music factory no. Going to make you sweat? No, but we should listen Things to that. Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, I'd actually like to hear that. <laughs> no, it's a computer numeric controlled, oh, okay. which is a motorized, you know, you see that it's like a, a robot, robot inside. Yeah. yeah. A robot. <laughs> <laughs> it is a robo, man. The it's humans are dead. The Goldbergs. The dad calls uh, Murray, the guy who's also in Curb, who's uh, Larry David's buddy. Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Garland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he calls robots, bro. He calls them robots. Yeah. <laughs> so I say it every once in a while. I try to throw Raymond off every once in a while. He's like, no, say robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is the robot lounging on a rack? So having been a machinist, you, you can, you can stamp stuff out, but I don't know if they can do that. Maybe they do it with plastic. Like they mold it. Yeah. Cause those things are just plastic, right? Yeah. But I think it's still, there would, there's still going to be a seam that somebody finishes off in some way. You know, or somewhere, because at some, they have to take off the edge. The mold, yeah. If it's a mold. And uh, and the slightest difference, if there's a small nick in, in the table, or like where the window comes up in the rails, or the tip, like if there's just the tiniest defect in that, it can drastically affect wow, okay. the way the mouthpiece plays. So, I don't think... There are any two alike, and that you can get kind of metaphysical but, on that. But with three D printers, though, they should be, because there would be then no hypothetical or not hypothetical, no seam or anything. Like, there's no mold. It's not being printed from the bottom up. I, I guess that's correct. Like it's going to be an exact, the exact same thing yeah. every time. But they might still hand finish them. So how flat of a surface can a three D printer make? Oh, I have no idea. That's the question. They make shoes out of them. Well, so like click on... Oh, wait a second here. Let's see. Let's click on the first video. I still have to finish my story, by the way. About uh, your $1,200 hooker? No. So let me finish it before we we actually look at this. So I buy this small chamber six, right? 
and I get it. And what I couldn't tell in the pictures was that somebody had worked on it and it looked, I won't say amateurish, but not professional. And like they, they sanded, they modified the rails. So the table's flat. Like if the, you know, where the reed goes on. The table, you mean the bottom? Yeah, where the reed, where the reed goes on the mouthpiece. Sure. Flat part. Yeah. So say that's (laughs) facing up. So that has to be flat. And then where the window opens up. Uh, the rails go down and they curve down to the tip. And so those rails, like if you, if you file them down by hand, you really have to measure that shit and have a template and and like a piece of glass with the, with the measurements on it and hold it up to that. Cause if those fuckers aren't even and level, then the reed is going to contact the higher one first and it's not going to vibrate evenly. And one side of the reed is going to be working and the other one isn't. And that uh, the tiniest, so somebody fucked with that. And I was like, motherfucker. And, but I'm like, ah, let me see. Maybe it made it awesome. Maybe I don't know. Maybe this is what made it the mouthpiece, you know? So I put it on, I put in the read on and the tip has a completely different profile, but that hasn't been altered that you you can kind of tell that's just the way it is. That's original. You know, mine is just kind of straight across. And this one, like, like at the edges almost bevels in a little bit. It's bizarre. And so I start playing it, and it it plays very much like my mouthpiece, just a little more open and free-blowing, which I liked, but I very quickly had no ability to play softly because I didn't have the the air control. But there's this buzziness to the sound, and like any reed player will know what that means. It's hard to describe that if you're not like some kind of reed player that likes a, like a reed or a mouthpiece or the, the instrument just sometimes there's a buzz like something's not sealing right there's air escaping or it's not vibrating evenly you know yeah. there's this weird and that's probably what it is because it was yeah altered yeah so can you even sell it now well no so here's what i'm gonna do so from the job i had in the city i know just from talking on the phone and email communication and doing business, this guy out in Ohio that refaces mouthpieces and he's really good. People come in the shop and they're like, Oh, is that a reface by this guy? And you're like, yeah, he, he even like etched his initials in it. And they're like, Oh, I need to check that. That doesn't fuck up the sound then he, they can make them better. The etching the initials in makes it just on the outside, like very in the surface. And that's not going to fuck with the sound then. Uh, No, it's all, it's all about the, the seam yeah which and so even not just where the reed contacts it but the interior of the mouthpiece if there's a seam or any kind of little thing in there like that affects the airflow like the outside of it you're barely changing the mass or the balance or like that's not a big deal but it's it's where the reed contacts it and where the the air passes through because that that how the how the air passes through there is where your sound originates you know, the vibration of the reed is the sound and the the air is moving it. It's going down through that chamber, you know. Anyway, so I'm sending them both to this dude in Ohio so he can make the six match the five. Okay. So, so he's going to take the size down to a five and then, <clears throat> you know, match the tip profile, make sure the rails are, are even, the table's flat. And then you'll have two fives. Yeah. Then in the meantime, I was like, well, then it's probably going to take two weeks, 
you know, he said, he said, oh, it takes a week, but that's probably a week in his shop for all I know. Yeah. Probably sits there for six days and then he, he gets to it. It sits there for six days. <clears throat> he does it in two hours and then yeah. mails it back. Yeah. So that probably comes out to about two weeks with shipping because I didn't overnight it. I did put a good amount of insurance on it though. So I'm like, well, now I need something to play because I can't not play tenor for two weeks. Like I'm paying for lessons, you know. Don't you have other mouthpieces? No. Oh, you got rid of them. Yeah, I sold the $1,200 one. And yeah, I didn't have any extras because uh, when I worked at that sack shop, I sold them all because I needed money. (laughs) (laughs) So I found the same brand, Small Chamber 5, but not as old, but still vintage. Like this one's probably from like the the mid to late 60s where the other ones were earlier. I'm not sure how much earlier, maybe from the maybe from the 50s, maybe 10 years earlier. So it's newer um but supposedly the same design and it's remarkably similar. Like I could Tenave 3. Yeah. So like if I hadn't found the first one that I really dig, I would love this mouthpiece. It's it's fucking killing. All right. Cool. And it there it, it's very similar, but there's just like this slightly different quality about the sound that I kind of dig. So if everything works out, you know, there's never a guarantee when, when someone's doing something like that, like he'll get it as close as he can. But like, if there's still a buzziness, you know, that might just mean that there's a micro crack in it somewhere or something that like, you can't even see. Yeah. And it might just be something about the mouthpiece. And then I'd, I'd probably try to sell it, but it's not likely to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you couldn't, couldn't say that it was refurbished by this dude and that makes it like, well, I, I don't, I'd have to ask him because if I said that, oh, and then it's got that buzziness. Yeah. He yeah. Want and, his name and attached it, to it. Yeah. And he, and somebody would be like, wait, he fucking knew and yeah. you sold it to me as if it were good. Like I'd have to be upfront about it. Yeah, that's of, true. That's if true. I were going to use his name, I think. Yeah. But if it has if it has something like that, dude, nobody's. It's not like you can use it for something else at that point. Can you like fuck around and do some things and use like different mouthpieces on different saxophones? You can and get some like weird shit out of it. Yeah, like I've seen people. I mean, actually, I've seen several sax players who will play a Barry Reed on tenor <clears throat> or a tenor Reed on alto. But I'm talking about like the mouthpiece itself. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. It it's Does it get you anything? I, I mean I guess you could use it like it doesn't really ever play in tune. Okay. And and there's a there's a weird air effect, I think, because the mouthpiece is so much bigger than the beginning of the horn. Whereas in like when it's the appropriate size, like the opening in there is pretty much conical to the bore of your horn. Whereas this would almost bottleneck from the mouthpiece down into the smaller horn and then start to expand again. So you'd have this really kind of choked off sound. I might be wrong. I'm, you know, we should actually YouTube that. <laughs> so that's the end of my story. So there in transit to him, I'm, I'm playing on this other one that I bought, which was actually more expensive. But it's also, it was in the original packaging. It was open, but never played. Wow. Like nobody had ever put it on a horn or put it in their mouth. 
So it was like new old stock. And the guy has another one exactly the same. And he offered it to me at a little bit cheaper price. And I was like, because now I, now I got to pay this guy to, to work on my other mouthpiece. And I'm like, dude, I like that's really generous, but I, I just can't justify another one. Like, I wish I could. Yeah. And I said, like, if that changes in the near future and you still have it, I'd be down for it, even at the original price. But uh, but I was like, I just can't do it right now. <laughs> That's my story. Well, this audio is so terrible, you yeah, can't tell. Yeah. It's worthless. This guy's a fucking hack asshole just for doing it that way. Like if I if I did that <clears throat> for that purpose, what a terrible advertisement for them. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't send that to them to put out there or let them use that. I'd be like, I gotta redo that. Like put the phone farther. It's obviously a fucking iPhone. <laughs> and he's fucking peeking out the mic. Fucking dick. You see what I mean? Like there's uh, I mean, it, it, it does look pretty cool. There's a lot for, like, trumpets. Yeah. Dude, there's a lot of carbon fiber trumpets and trombones out there now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, look at that. It's a fucking 3D, 3D printed, printed trumpet. trumpet. Well, what about that 3D printed saxophone mouthpiece? Oh, yeah, see, so they got to finish that off. Well, yeah, it's got shit growing out of it. No, this well, doesn't look like it was 3D printed. It looks like he carved this out of something. <laughs> yeah, that's bizarre. Because that's like got a hole in it. He needs to clean out the hole. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, there's music. I'm sorry. I have the volume turned down. Oh, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> I don't, it's just a picture slideshow. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's him playing on it. I don't know, but I dig that. Does it say who the audio is down there? It's safe. Sounds very cool. Huh. It's not. Yeah. Biocompatible resin. To print the final version. Oh, there he is. Oh. See, he's got a, he's got himself a little microphone there. Yeah. Well, that's basically what I do with my USB mic. Yeah, man. All right. So I think that's uh, enough. Yeah. Thanks for letting me nerd out, dude. On the uh, 3D printed sacks. I mean, yeah. I'm like the 3D stuff. I I'm, Again, all of what I said could be complete bullshit. Yeah, but I think we're just excited about 3D printing technology. Yeah. See, the only thing, the only reason I, I, I feel like they have to finish it off in some way, like other stuff is mostly not that critical. You know what I mean? Like even, even moving parts, like when they 3D print like, a, I don't know, a bushing or something like that. But if it's like a ball joint or something, it's got to be yeah, they, finished off. Right. They finish it off. Yeah. So that's what like, I'm saying. And they're for making any, like body parts now out of them. Yeah. Well, so not that's what body I'm saying. Parts. When it needs to be precise, it has to be finished off. So then you still have a person 
Or or they're putting the blank. They're getting the body parts in, from Planned Parenthood and they grow them in jars. So they put like little arms in there and then your arms grow to full arms. They're not 3D printing them. Okay. <laughs> I got you. All right. But continue. so then you've, you've got that blank, right? It's 3D printed. So then you either have to have a person do it by hand or put it in a manual machine and do it or put it in the CNC and do a bunch at a time. And then they're very similar, but the, but the, the tool degrades ever so slightly with each cut. And, you know, sometimes the fixture you made, like every time you tighten it down, something changes just a little bit. So there's still slight variation. Yeah. You know, on on one of the you know control surfaces, for lack of a better term, that's probably a terrible term for that. <clears throat> I think I know what you're getting at, though. Yeah, I digress. It's like a record. Every time you play it, it degrades ever yeah. so slightly. Every time you played a cassette, played a video cassette, yep, degraded ever so slightly. Yeah, they were finite. That's what DVDs brought in, like. Mm-hmm. The ability to yeah well really CDs before well DVDs. yeah 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 that's right CDs on the audio side and yeah well and technically video discs before DVDs but right video discs were just remember laser discs that's what I meant laser that's what I meant oh laser, laser discs. discs yeah yeah it's a video disc video, video disc too but laser disc yeah that's they were just yeah uh, bananas in St Pete sells them like a dollar. <laughs> But like the the With players like cause on them? yeah like the actual oh. people because people trade them in you know wow um, but the problem is like tracking down a player they're never cheap yeah I wouldn't think so but the movies yeah you can usually get them for like a buck two the bucks. only time I ever saw or used one was in school yeah ninth grade in in Mr Kopik's uh, oh, Earth, Earth space science, science yeah. yeah the science department had them yeah uh, I feel like. Yeah, because Kudrich used it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I feel there was God. another... Yeah, no, it was definitely... They were definitely used in, in, in school. Uh, but yeah, they, they definitely did movies on it. It's just the, the quality wasn't great. You could, couldn't could hold... For as big as they were, you couldn't hold a lot on them. True. And uh, and they were but, like delicate, weren't they? Uh, yeah. I, I, I remember it always having trouble somehow. Like we did, um, I think we did a blast from the past on laser discs at one point in time. No shit. Uh, let's see if there's a short one here. Oh yeah, I mean here's ten minutes. That might have been what we did. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Wow. We at the club. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to oh. Cold Fusion Video. <laughs> So we're all aware of the compact disc, a technology that upon its release in 1982 was nothing short of revolutionary. I always forget it was that early. Unlike wax records or cassette tapes, CDs meant that your music didn't get worn out when you played it back. The quality didn't deteriorate over time, so sound could now be digitally stored forever. And what you've just been listening to is the ultimate in recorded sound. Will make all conventional disc and cassette systems obsolete. It's dustproof, scratchproof, Digitally recorded, scratch proof, and it's called not even dust proof. Considering yeah, exactly. the and size, the compact disc most certainly will become a part of our everyday lives in the future. 
in a lot that of it did easier to clean uh, yeah to dust anyway yeah what many younger people may not realize today was that the CD was actually based on an earlier technology that was extremely advanced for its time, the LaserDisc, a home video format far superior in quality than the VHS standard of the day. The LaserDisc was the first commercial optical disc storage medium. It was basically the DVD of the late 1970s. It's crazy. Each movie disc was huge, measuring 12 inches or 30 centimeters in diameter. These discs were played on laser disc players from manufacturers such as Philips, Magnavox, and Pioneer. A record player. <laughs> Who two of those went on to become the same company. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. Scanner, and Magnavision was the first consumer product in our galaxy to use it. <laughs> now that is an entirely new dimension in entertainment. In 1968, <laughs> Trekkie jokes. Yeah. by Music Corporation America. And in 1972, MCA. the first demonstration mm-hmm. of the video disc took place after a partnership with Philips Corporation. Six years later, in 1978, the first mass-produced industrial Disco Vision. <laughs> its name was the MCA Disco Vision, and it looks like a record player. Yeah. The Disco Vision bit was later rebranded Pioneer. Oh wow! In North America, in the 1970s and early 80s. This unit was used by General Motors at their dealerships as a source of training videos and for presentation of their new line of cars and trucks. It was in this same year that the first Laserdisc home movie title was released, Jaws. From 1978 to 2001... Yeah, I remember them being in stores. 2001? Yeah. Dang. Why? So they were up... They handed off to DVD... I had a DVD player in 2000. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't realize. Fuck. God, I feel old. Here's a carrier of relatively long waves. What? Yeah, we that's talked the over. Of information it could carry. We talked over the important part. Yeah. Carrier oh, I get it. Shorter wavelengths. See, the long waves missed some of the information. While the shorter waves carried much more of it. Yes. In other words, it's a higher sample the rate. The wavelength, the more information it can carry. That's all it is. And the greater detail. It's a higher sample the rate. The laser beam yeah. is of such short wavelength, it can carry unbelievable amounts of information. I think it's amazing that the thing worked at all. They were really pushing the boundaries of the available technology at the time. Because the laser disc looked like a giant CD, you could be forgiven for thinking that it's digital, but actually, the signal was analog. So no shit. How did the Laserdisc compare to its main competitor, VHS? Well, still images could be seen on Laserdiscs without wearing out a tape on a rotating video drum, unlike VHS systems. Mm. The discs also had a much longer lifespan because there was no physical contact needed to read. Tapes, on the other hand, could easily be stretched and warped. Laserdiscs had almost twice the horizontal resolution of cassette tapes. The discs could also store multiple audio tracks, which was impossible on VHS. This allowed for extras such as director's commentary and other bonus features. Very new at the time, but is now common practice for DVDs. It has to be said that by the time the DVD came around, the Laserdisc had already declined. But when DVDs first came out, the high motion scenes in movies often suffered from blockiness due to digital encoding and compression. Funnily enough, since Laserdiscs were analog, there was no digital compression, so sometimes Laserdiscs were actually preferred. Of course, as DVDs improved, there was no competition. But there's one question that you might be asking, and I ask myself, why didn't Laserdiscs take off? 
It was a technology that was far superior to tapes. So what happened? Size. Firstly, the discs were heavy, weighing about half a pound or a quarter of a kilo each. They were also cumbersome and more prone to damage if mishandled than VHS tapes. Also, because of their size, greater mechanical effort was required to spin the discs at the required speed. This resulted in much more noise generated <laughs> than other media. To make things worse, manufacturers refused to market recordable laser disc devices on the consumer market, even though the competing VCR devices could record onto cassette. This hurt sales Bad move. Wide. And probably the worst thing of all, the discs could only play 30 to 60 minutes per side, depending on the format. Yeah. So some movies could require two or more discs. In most players, when one side finished, you had to get up and manually flip it over. This all isn't to mention that a movie title would sell for around $80 in today's currency. It's no different than getting up and changing tapes. Sure it is. You're sitting and watching a movie. Yeah. It's different than like listening to music. Yeah, but you, if you're watching some long movies on VHS, were two tapes. Oh, you meant oh, you meant v, VHS. Yeah, because that was their biggest competitor. Yeah, you could also you could also get two hours on the one tape though. There you can get thirty minutes, thirty to sixty minutes. Like most movies, you had to flip the disc regardless. Yeah, because most movies were at least an hour and a half. Okay, I guess so that. whereas yeah. VHS, you're you're guaranteed that it's only when you got to like The Godfather and shit like that. Where yeah, Lawrence of Arabia, yeah, Titan, <laughs> oh, yeah, Titanic, where you needed multiple tapes. Yeah, the last Laserdisc movie release in the U.S. was in the year 2000. But interestingly enough, Laserdisc players were made until the year 2009. What was it? 2009. The ones promising. I thought you said 2001. That just didn't quite make it to the mainstream. The last movie that was released was in the year 2000. Yeah. Before they said 2001. Yeah, but then they kept. They were being the laserdisc players were being made until 2009. Yeah. So, but I'm guessing though, then like they just stopped manufacturing laserdiscs in 2001. Yeah, but so why were they making them for fucking eight more years? Because they were they were out there. I don't know. People just had a shit ton of laser discs, and the and the players were breaking. I, maybe that's fucking weird. Why wouldn't you just buy everything again? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's cheaper to get a new player. Yeah, I mean, if you had like, uh, I would just make have made the switch to DVDs by that. Yeah, point. but it, yeah. But it's the same thing with like music, though. Like somebody has like this very special. I mean, it's hard to. I guess it's hard to compare. Like somebody holds like, to me, it just like if somebody holds a record, you know, or a, an edition or something, I don't, something about, a, a, you know, a, a piece of vinyl over like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I, I guess like there's not like a movie where I'm like, you know, whatever happens, this movie needs, you know, I'm not going to own a VCR for the rest of my life for one, you know. Right. Where I'm, I'm kind of that way about books. Like, uh, but I can say with books too, yes. Yeah, there's some books that like I'll never get rid of. I'll just hang on to forever. I'm, I'll probably never read them again. But 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 okay. But then uh, there's the difference though. So well, it's hard to say with books because then you have to be like. But it's like if your I, eyes fell out, would you purposely go get a new set of eyes just so you could read that book again? And it's a really weird comparison, but it's the only way it works with a book. <laughs> there, there's so many other reasons to get eyes again. That, okay, so that, let's not use the book for it. Let's go back yeah. to like it's not uh, a good uh, the music. So the same thing with the music, though. If you have like a record, and your turntable shits the bed, oh, dude, I have records hanging on my wall. Uh, no, but but you have a record that 
you love, it's special to you for whatever reason, you really connect with that record. Yeah. You know, it's it's your favorite Coltrane album or whatever, right? And it's, yeah. What so, I have a record player so if just you ha- And if you have a record player and then like, it just fucking dies. Yeah. No. Would you go get another record? Okay. Probably not. So, the, all right. So that's the, yeah. if that was all I listened to on it, no. If I got into other vinyl through that, yes. But no, like, and I would do what I do now. I would just put it up on the wall in a frame and get it on CV and get it CVD. on Apple Music. <laughs> yeah, get it on CD or or download it because yeah. it's fucking or stream, 2020. Yeah, you can't even download it anymore. Yeah. It's an alternate dimension. You've, yeah. So yeah, so somebody it's a, please it's help a, us. It's a good question of why. Save me. Save Let's see. Let's try one thing here. Why you know, you know what did that movie references? Save me. Save me. Save. I can't think of. Or, no, it's no. I'm fucking it up. <laughs> it's help me. The fly. Oh, I, I still wouldn't have guessed that. I'm, I'm Why retarded. did Phillips make LD players until 2000? Let's see here. All right. It was estimated that in 1998, Laserdisc players were in approximately 2% of U.S. households, roughly 2 million. By comparison, in 1999, players were in 10% of Japanese households. Ooh. Took off uh, big over there. Laserdisc was released on June 10th, 81 in Japan, and a total of 3.6 million Laserdisc players were sold there. A total of 16.8 were sold worldwide, of which nine and a half were sold by Pioneer. By 01, Laserdisc had been completely replaced by the DVD in the North American retail marketplace. As media was no longer being produced, players were still exported to North America from Japan until the end of 2001. Okay. Maybe they kept making them in Japan. The format has, but that said until 2001, which was... yeah. uh, The format has retained some popularity among American collectors and to a greater degree Ooh. And to a greater degree in Japan where the format was better supported and more prevalent during its lifespan. No, so it said they stopped exporting them to North America in 2001. I bet they were still making them okay, and selling wait, wait, them uh, okay. in Japan. The first Laserdisc title marketed in North America was the MCA Disco version release of Jaws. The last title was Bring Out the Dead. So there's that's the answer. Mm-hmm. A dozen or so more titles continued to be released in Japan until September 2001, with the last Japanese movie being released in Hong Kong from Golden Production. The Laserdisc players continued until January when Pioneer stopped making them. Oh. Okay. What the fuck? So where'd you see 2009? That, that's 2009 right there. Oh, oh! I heard two thousand one. Yes, but uh, okay. You, did you say two thousand one? Yeah, exactly. But it up says two thousand nine. And up here, it said that they stopped exporting them to North America. You're not listening to me. Yes, but okay. They were made in Japan. I know. So what? I don't know what your confusion is. The video said both 2001 and 2009, and the 2001 is because that's when they stopped making media. I, I, I might be crazy, but when you read 2009, I heard you say 2001. No, I said 2009. Okay, I'm, I'm losing my 2001 mind. was from earlier, and you heard it earlier. I, I, I guess I'm just fucked up. Anyway, all right, so we went deep on laser discs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and mouthpieces. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's interesting shit, man. I mean, dude, see, this is the kind of shit I would like to listen to. And maybe that's, I don't know, selfish or narcissistic <clears throat> narcissistic of me to think that everybody else wants to listen to what I would, what I'm into. But I, I love listen Like, that's why I used to love Joe Rogan. And I, I haven't watched Joe Rogan in like a year and a half, probably. But I used to be so into it because it didn't matter who we had on. They weren't necessarily t- talking about that person. They would just talk about some crazy shit together. Yeah. So laser disc like crazy shit. It's our level of crazy <laughs> shit. No, but it's what we happen to be interested in. It yeah. piqued our interest and we looked it up. There's somebody out there that's going to be like, I never fucking knew that. That Dieter guy is fucking retarded, but that was interesting. <laughs> would you go to Burger King in order to lappia or a taco? No, you would. Eyes to Creative is a fantastic graphic design company by Chris Babcock, and he actually did the uh, album artwork for the Victory Drive records in like 24 hours, um, which is always appreciated. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, that is Eyes to Creative. Excellent, com. excellent work. What are you doing buying your stuff from the guy selling at the parking lot? Dinner with Schmucks. is the only place to pick up all of your official Dinner with Schmucks podcast swags. T shirt does? Hoodies, hoodies, cell phone cases, and prints. It's all just a click away. DinnerWithSchmucks.threadless.com. Have a question or just want to speak your mind? Call and leave us a message at 863 576 4902, and we'll play your call back on the next episode. This was my favorite of the... Well, I think my favorite was the compact disc. Yeah. Because I had over a thousand of them. Um, yeah. But the mini disc... The mini disc was much more versatile. I I really dug the mini disc. They were rewritable. And, and we had we had friends but that you were... you could lock them like a cassette. Yeah, we, were, we had friends that were very... Uh, very onto the dat train yeah and we went the mini disc route and i was already there when when i kind of came into that scene that's true i got mine because you had one right no you had it first i got mine because oh. you well actually i got mine because some dipshit former program director from the radio station broke into the office and stole 250 of my cds oh and i needed to uh kind of replay i mean the station actually like bought me like 300 blank CDs. No shit. And I, I actually was able to replace through burning from what they had. Uh, <clears throat> well, they, they, I, they like physically bought me like blank CDs. Like I went to this, but no, just from like from friends and whatever. Okay. I replaced all, but probably like seven of those CDs. Wow. That's crazy. It dude. was crazy. Yeah. Luckily, like a lot of my life. Well, at that time I didn't really have a lot of live stuff. Yeah. Um, not like now, but anyway, but I bought, that's when I bought a mini disc player and you had already had one. I think you'd gotten one like maybe the year before. Yeah. But somebody, maybe Sloan had one first or Freethy. I don't think no, Freethy had that guy. Yeah. I feel like maybe Sloan had one. No, I think it, it we, we were at college. It was probably somebody at college, man. Oh yeah. It was probably someone at Ithaca. Yeah. Dylan, like, maybe. I don't, I don't think so. Anyway, so, but I got mine, yeah. Um, I, I want, it was, it was, I think it was a trombone player. It may have been Mike. Okay. You know, Mike Pita. Yeah. Oh, just, just Mike's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. I, I started like 
loading up. I started using it. That's when I first started doing like sound bites and stuff. Oh, I yeah. don't know why it took me till then, but because uh, I could record off of because with a CD, I had to at that in that time it was so it was a pain in the ass to run chords over. You couldn't really download movies and rip them and cut out yeah. little sections. So this I could just plug into the back of my VCR and the audio outs. Yeah. And when I'm watching TV or watching a movie, and you could track it. I could go through and oh, here's a funny line, and I hit record and. Mm-hmm. And then I could go in and, and clean them up. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could edit. Yeah, you could go in and edit, which was yeah. kind of cool, right, yeah. right on the disc. Yeah. So I had like all these like mini discs that were like full of like one was like full of Christmas vacation lines. Yeah. <laughs> and it's stuff that I found that some of the stuff I, I then ripped when we started doing this, like before I moved back up to Pennsylvania when I had a little more free time in those last couple months I was in Florida, I... Uh, like I started going through some of those. I got my mini disc player out and the discs because I, well, I did a we did the whole we did an episode where we did my old college radio tapes. Like half that stuff was actually on cassette and the other half was on mini disc. Yeah, dude, I was still using mine to record gigs in two thousand eight into two thousand nine. Oh yeah, because I remember doing it at Earhart's. Uh, when v- Vince and Bob and I played there, and I remember going through and editing out on the disc like on the player, the, uh, the set breaks. And so I, I remember the time when we ended and then I'd fast forward until I heard us start playing again. And I'd go back and find the time like two seconds before we started. And then I would go back and chop out the section between those two times and then bam. And there was a track there. Yeah. It was great, dude. I don't know the last time I used it to actually record something. Um, I mean, I was recording like niblets gigs all the time. Like a lot, you know, Freethy would, would running dat. And a lot of times I'd I'd piggyback off of him or I'd plug into the board. Right. And I'd record my mix out of the board. Yeah. Especially if it was a night when we were miking everything. Exactly. Like when we played like crazy fest or something, which I still have. Do you have the one I played? Yeah, I, I did. I play two. I think I, I don't know. Two. I, I I don't know. Somewhere I don't. Oh, I know. It's in my. Uh, I have more. I knew I had more mini discs somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm missing stuff. You still I have, have a, this. You still have a player? Oh yeah, nice. I have a. Oh, I'm gonna pull it out before we when we're done here. Like a this wall. This I got it from the radio station. I think it's like a wall mount. Remember that I had all my mini discs. And oh you could yeah, fit that's in there too. Yeah. And I was going through there, and I was. Like last, I guess maybe this spring during like after everything kind of got locked down and shit just yeah. came to a screeching halt, I found a lot of time in my hands mm-hmm. um, before we started this whole process. And that's when I found like some old gigs and got them off and I, I plugged it in and was rip, you know recording them into audition off the mini disc. And I'm like, I know I have more stuff because I'm looking at CDs too. And I'm like, because some of them I had already burned on the CD. I have a little booklet like, you know, like the CD booklet. Oh, but yeah. But it's all mini discs. Yeah, I remember that. And I bet you there's Niblets gigs in there. Oh, that's fantastic, dude. I'll have to, I'll have to look when we're done. Yeah, I think those too. I think I threw them all out, man. Ooh, yeah. No, I, see, I had like a duffel bag full of mini discs. Danny just found downstairs in the basement. He's been looking pretty much like he's been mentioning it ever since we kind of got back here. He's like, oh, if you find any of my mini DV tapes. 
mm-hmm. and we were cleaning the basement and he found a whole bag of them like oh. a shopping bag like a paper bag <laughs> yeah and now he doesn't know what he did with the camera for it oh man but i looked on ebay like you can find them on ebay like because all he needs it is to like have it play so he can get it in his computer or, right you know so he can rip it or yeah god actually he'd need a firewire cable to rip it he's not gonna be able to rip it <laughs> Oh wow! Because all those cameras were FireWire. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I don't. I, I think we had one of those at some point. Like my mom had one. I don't know. I might have to bust out my two thousand like eight MacBook for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be plugged in because the battery is com- you of course completely shot. You had the same one, the white one, the white plastic one. Oh yeah, well that's long gone now. Um, the screen is horribly mashed from Daphne walking on it one day mm. or stepping on the back of it it started and it just got so it has to be plugged yeah. into an external monitor and it has to be plugged into the wall and it will the last time i tried it does start up because I, I the only reason i keep it is it's got reason on there yeah oh okay so, so there's like a lot there's a lot of quest music on there nice and it's the only copy of what reason i have that works at oh, least i think yeah but I think that has a firewire jack on it. And yeah. I think I might have, I actually don't know. I might've gotten rid of my fire. I had a couple of pieces of firewire and here was something that going back to mini discs. I guess we haven't left when they were, they actually released albums on mini disc for a very brief amount of time when they yeah. first came out. Yeah. I had, <laughs> I had a few, you had a few actually recorded albums. Yeah. See, I didn't know any. I feel like I want to say I had like a Matchbox Twenty, really, or something like that. I should try to find something that would be I, epic. I hope I'm not making that up. One of the cruelest truths in technology is that being better doesn't always mean being the winner. Almost twenty years ago, my uncle gave me one of the best pieces of technology I've ever owned. Yeah, dude, that's the one I had. Still sells for over two hundred dollars oh, yeah. on eBay. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, somebody bought mine has been dead for like one fifty. Before smartphone hmm. media players, before maybe it's time to rip iPod, everything and sell it. Yeah, there was the mini disc player. Because what I miss it, dude. Companion ahead of its time. Mine was like the little blue one. Yeah, was- I remember that. To understand why I love this thing yeah. so much, you need to understand the world into which it was I think launched. Mike had that one, and I got the same one. And then you got a cooler one. <laughs> I got mine, like, yeah, a little bit later. Yeah. So when teenage me first unboxed this contraption, I was stunned. Not just at the compact footprint of the player itself, but by the discs that came alongside. <laughs> blue one. They yeah. were a third the size of a CD, but they offered the exact same capacity. They were protected by a plastic cartridge, so you could toss them carelessly into a backpack or yeah. shuffle them like cards. I love those things, really man. needed Moby to cure your natural blues. Yeah. And best of all, Remember they those were labels? portable, <laughs> yep. so you could make your own mixes just like you could with a cassette. That's where the player came in. These eventually came in all shapes and sizes, but the only one I ever owned was this one. <laughs> Apparently, this was a mid-range device for the time, but every part of it screams. Well, dude, I have the, I have two mini disc players because I have one I got from the radio station. I got rid of two, and it can play the, because uh, they eventually added like the three recording lengths, like on VHS tapes. Oh, okay. So like mine yeah. can record where I can get like four and a half hours. Nice. Those will play it too. Cool. Remember making those switches? That's what we recorded those Dave yeah. Matthews band shows on. 
And the player had 40 on seconds of shock memory built in yeah. to prevent mistracking. Matter of fact, I still remember yeah. the one time it skipped because that was the only time in seven years. Because these things never caught on in a big way commercially, you couldn't exactly go to the record store and find the latest Smash Mouth minidisc. As a result, I ended up making great use of the optical port. You'd plug one side of the cable into the Walkman, the other into your stereo or computer's headphone jack. That never worked for me. To burn whatever you wanted right to a minidisc. I always had to you use had the, the mic jack. Of manually hmm. dropping in track markers between songs too. So in practice, the thing worked just like a discman, only better. I ended up with a pretty solid collection of mini discs that I just kept cycling through. But you had to let it play in real time. Another. And even yeah. as busted up as some of them got, they continued to play flawlessly. And it was to this best day. to track it in real I time can't say too. That for many of my old CDs. I remember sitting there listening and yeah. burning stuff. <laughs> So why did my minidisc collection outlive the format itself? As usual, a combination of killers conspired to crater this curiosity. I mean, probably the last time I used it was probably the last Tom Graham gig I recorded. So it was probably right before I moved. Wow. Recording studio never really warmed up to the format. By the time the early aughts rolled around, recordable CDs were so cheap that they were commonplace. Those were followed up by MP3 CDs and... When people were finally ready to ditch their Discman altogether, it was portable hard drives from iOmega, Creative, and, yes, Apple, <laughs> that rushed in and filled the void. Sony officially discontinued Minidisc production in 2013. Jeez. But I don't care. Wow. I'm going to keep this one around as long as it's still running, so I can take in the classics in the way Napster intended. Yeah, I definitely walked around like that in college. Yeah. With a mini disc player in my yep. jeans pocket. Oh, yeah. I used, especially because that's what I used because I didn't have like all of my favorite CDs that got ripped off. So I had like a lot of downloaded stuff. So I just, you know, either just burned whole things, but I just made a bunch of, started making a bunch of mixed mini discs. And that's because we had, because yeah. the radio station we had, I think we had two mini disc players, two CD players, and two turntables. And, and a, a tape deck <laughs> and three microphones or two microphones. Nice. Um, yeah, two. So you could, you could do a whole music radio show with mini discs if, if, yeah, if that's you had, sweet. if you had them and we had them and we always had blank ones in the station. And I think I was the only person who probably had a mini disc player at home. And yeah, I used them for everything. Dude in college, uh, for my undergrad, our, you know, the our, my teacher, the, the the guy who did the sax studio, like required you at that time to bring a new blank cassette to your lesson every week, and you'd pop it in his his system, and he had a mic propped up like on top of the upright grand in his yeah. office, and you know usually you'd put your music either on the piano and read it or on a stand in front of the piano. And so you're kind of right in front of the mic and you'd hit record and then the lesson would start. And so every week you'd have a tape of your lesson. And at some point I said to him, can I uh, just use my mini disc player? And he was like, yeah, it's just same deal. You know, keep each one like on its own disc. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And I probably didn't. I probably could fit. Yeah, you could definitely fit a couple on one. Like a couple hours, right? 
74 minutes unless you had the yours was and yours was an older one so you didn't have the yes yeah, so lp I, and the ep edition so, so you i could, probably did one per lesson yeah so you get like seven so it was like the standard 74 mm-hmm. where cds eventually jumped to 80 but mini discs say 74 and then with like it was like again lp and ep i think were the two modes and i don't remember which was which but then one got you like two hours yeah which is what i used a lot when i would record gigs because if you go to the four hour option mm-hmm. the quality degrades yeah so the only time I, I did that like i know i did that when we did like uh the cd release show for go uh yeah go aluminum at farley's because I knew we were going to be playing for a while and I was playing. I didn't have time to worry about that. Danny was doing some video around. So like I recorded it on like the, the longest mode and mm-hmm. got the whole thing in one, one sitting, but you know, it kind of sucked the quality down a little bit. You still were good with the second mode, but the, obviously just like with VHS tapes doing the slowest play, you right. know, you're going to yeah. get the best quality. So yeah, which, I don't know really I'm not sure how that worked in digital I guess it real time compression no you got better quality at a faster speed no what I'm talking about with like the longer thing where you got like the four hours on the mini disc like is it like was it like real time compression like oh like as it was recording was it real time compression to because it's the only thing it's digital it's got to be that's the only thing it could be right yeah essentially what it's doing is getting rid of part of the signal yeah it's it's doing a real like yeah is that that's what compression is right yeah but real but i'm but what real is time it, real yeah. time that's the thing you know yeah while it's recording is pretty impressive yeah i mean there For must a thing just be that a, is the size of a box of a fucking pack of cigarettes yeah that might yeah, be some, bigger than that yeah somehow they they got they got a filter in there somehow or yeah, elect, sure. electronic digitally i it, it's got to be when the because the microphone is analog. The mic is always analog, right? Yeah. Or it was, yeah, or it was coming out of the board. It was an analog signal. Yeah. So at, at whatever point it gets converted into digital, it doesn't, it's no different hardware. They just program it to, like, in one state, which is just the flip of a switch, it only accepts X amount of the signal. And then in another state, it accepts a lot more than X amount of the signal, which uses up more tape, more disc faster. So they just, it's just a basically a different basic programming. Yeah. It's a digital filter. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's my guess because you, what, as the signal is coming in. Yeah, because it's you, not compressing because you're you're losing it. It's You're losing quality. You're yeah. getting like... And it, it doesn't have to well, do anything. It's, I'm sorry. It, it, there is compression, but it's a it's a lossiness compression. It's not a lossless compression. It's a subtractive compression. Yeah. It's like an MP3. Yeah. Like how, what an MP3 yeah. is doing right. when they press that down when you take a yeah. song They're that might be... They're just resampling yeah. that signal at a lower sample rate. So, but... Is that what it's, is that doing that in real time? Like, yes, it's just taking a lower sample rate as it accepts the analog signal in whatever way that happens. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And, and it's the simple as flicking that little tab. Yeah. To what mode you want to be on, you know, and then it's, it's a, a zero or a one. And that just determines how it accepts the signal electronically. I assume I'm making all of this up. <laughs> But that's just that. That's how my brain works. Like I just kind of see it. Yeah. 
it, logically it makes sense yeah it's almost like you know opening and closing your eyelids like you're doing the same thing you can you you're, you're controlling how much of that signal yeah. of light reaches your your retina and your cornea and your brain but your eyes also your like when they put those things, it makes your retinas bigger, right? Is that the retinas? And then when that happens... Your pupils. They pupils, dilate your pupils. Yeah, and that lets in more light, but so you, that you don't have control of. Like, well, consciously, you, you don't have control of. Right, no, but you can shut your eyes. You could shut your eyes. But then you, you wouldn't see where you're going, so they exactly. give you those retarded glasses. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to use that word anymore. Glasses? Retarded spectacles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> Oh, I didn't plan to set myself up for that, but it, it just kind of just kind of happened. I'm yeah. proud of myself. Yeah, Rocky, him shitting bricks. <laughs> Shouldn't use that word. Sorry, shitting rocks. <laughs> See, this is my comedic influence. This is where that shit comes from. <laughs> Fucking National Lampoons. Sony officially disc. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what'd you have for dinner tonight? Oh shit. Uh oh we got fried chicken from down the road. Okay. Yeah. It was good. I got McDonald's from down the road. That's cool. <laughs> Not you really, know, but dude, I've been doing so good. I haven't been eating shit late night. Tonight would be a week. And I'll tell you what, dude, I am Jones in for some some fucking shitty, shitty food tonight, but I'm really going to fight it because I already feel, feel like a million times better. Like I don't have that bloated feeling after yeah. every meal. I don't want to die when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> well, I, I do, but that's from the smoking. That's a different <laughs> kind of want to die. Can you just like shovel down some Metamucil before you go to bed? So you just like fiberly shit your brains out in the morning after eating shit. No, I can't. No, that'll fuck me up, dude. I yeah. have sensitive insides, man. If I block it up and then pour Drano on it, uh, it'll just, it'll tear me up, dude. Okay. It'll come out, but I'll be tore up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, way you put yeah, that. Them pipes will be scorched. <laughs> I block it up and pour Drano on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes that shit comes back at you. <laughs> You think you fixed your drain, your clog. You think you're oh, dumping this whole, I'll dump the whole bottle in. Well, you're supposed to dump the whole bottle. Yeah. But not so, dude, if it doesn't work the first time, it, that shit corrodes your pipes, man. Oh, yeah. And you're supposed to snake it out. I've I've, I've so never had it not see, work. You so. see where I'm going with this. You've never had that not work? Yeah. Oh, dude, I ha we had some nasty clogs in the city. Well, that was from this one roommate we had, though, dude. She shed hair. Dude, I'll say this one thing about my ex. She didn't, like, lose hair in the shower like most women do. There was hardly ever a hair. If there was, it was, like, a stray hair. And it's not because she took... She actually cleaned it up herself? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, Good for her. But, like, a lot of women, you know... But she was crazy, so... Yeah. <laughs> no, but even just, uh, you know, growing up with my sister, living in the same house, like... She would take a shower and I get in there. I'd be like, Jesus Christ, yeah. there's a fucking rat on top of it. <laughs> like, get that out of here. <laughs> Fuck you. You get it out of there. 
And then probably the first time I just left it there and then I was ankle deep in water. I was like, this is fucking disgusting. And now it's floating and coming near me and starting to touch my, my leg. I'm freaking out. So then after that, I probably would just get a bunch of toilet paper bunched up and grab it and throw it in the trash. You're like, fuck you. I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you had fried chicken. We, uh, Raymond and I had McDonald's. Jahida had a sandwich. She's, uh, she had an incredibly long day. So that's why she's not podcasting with us tonight. Yeah. Uh, she just got home at like eight o'clock from, uh, waiting for a fridge to be delivered in our old house to fill the hole because the people, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Because the people who remodeled the kitchen last uh, just, like, kind of gave up behind the fridge. Uh-huh. And you know how, like, the unfinished wall in our fr- kitchen down here looks? Like, where, like, when I pulled the tile off, like, half the drywall came off? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it looked behind that fridge, and they just never did uh, anything about it. Nice. Like, we're going to put cement board up and then put tile up, and you'll never know. Yeah. But um, you never got to it. No, no, that's what we're going to do down here. Oh, down yeah, here. There, yeah. I didn't... Well, I kind of knew that because we had the other fridge taken out and then this fridge never really fit the right way because the wall was crooked. So we couldn't just like leave it like, I mean, you could sell a house without a fridge. We, it's not a problem. Yeah. But when it looks like that, where the fridge was. Yeah. So she bought like a used fridge somewhere and from someplace. But so you left it then? In the wolf. Oh yeah, we left it because now there's a fridge cover. Yeah, nice. (laughs) And it actually goes back to the wall and like, the one we had there. Oh, good. So we didn't know it beforehand because the fridge that was there originally went back to the wall. It just, the doors didn't stay closed. So what good was that fridge? No good. Should we hit eight tracks next or uh, no? <laughs> There's eight tracks in that closet too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, that closet's got everything. Apparently. It's <laughs> fucking Narnia in there, I'm, I'm excited to pull that book out because I want to see what's in there. And I know right where it is. It's in that wooden crate i could see the corner of the wooden crate i know my mini disc book is in there right next to the can of paint for the green screen oh what's that (laughs) what the (laughs) dude can we burn this this is this is this is humiliating (laughs) but it was never recorded i have my shit recorded from that period this was never recorded. I don't even think we Thank played it. God. Oh, oh, look, I changed something. <laughs> look at that. I was either too retarded to write it correctly or we just changed the structure. Man. Or I just or we were like, no, let's flip it. Fucking retarded. <laughs> End on F, by the way. You want to read F some of the lyrics? Fuck you. No, <laughs> no, I will. I'll tear this to shreds before I let you read this. <clears throat> on anything that's recorded. <laughs> I swear to God, I, this is leaving with me tonight. <laughs> it's my property now. Dude, I have other copies of that. Fuck. Somewhere. I have, I have a book that has a lot of our, like all of oh, our original music in it. Fuck yourself with it. Do whatever you want. I'm going to go piss. <laughs> or are nah, we, dude, we're going to rap. All right. Yeah. Don't read that shit. Save it for get a uh, getting to know Dieter. <laughs> the, uh, I'm going to save it for the reunion tour. The, the songwriting years. <laughs> Dude, Down by the Creek is recorded. Ugh. That's got contributions from all three of us in terms of lyrics. I don't even remember which one that is. That's the one about Katie Holmes. I get, yeah, I remember that that happened, but I couldn't 
I have no idea what the song would sound like. Yeah. That's got the backwards guitar solo in it. That I remember. Yeah. Oh, I could almost hear that, actually. I bet you that could get me back to it if... I'm not going to get it right now, but... <laughs> you going to pull it up? Here it is. Oh, bitchin'. Yes. Now I remember. Talk about some digital compression. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it sounds so bad. Yeah. This was written in this house. That's crazy, dude. In that room back there. Yeah. Probably the three of us, like, you're on your bed. Like, I, I'm sitting in the chair at your desk. I had that futon. Oh, yeah. So you're probably at your desk in the chair. <laughs> and, like, me and Matt are on the futon. Making out. No. Watching no. Dawson's Creek. No. <laughs> Maybe watching Dawson's Creek, but not making out. <laughs> no way. But we gotta get to the guitar solo. Yeah. Yeah, fuck this second verse, dude. Here it is. <laughs> Oh, it's after this so chorus. Well, that girl is so sweet. <laughs> oh, we got the bridge first. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who came up with that line? Probably me. <laughs> That was the <laughs> Yeah Here it comes It's the coolest part of the song Yeah, yeah. And I ruined it with overprocessing it Yeah I used chorus on everything I thought it sounded good at that time 20 years later it does not sound good No I thought it sounded good too That's yeah. not how I remember it No <laughs> this was also written in era. This was you and me. What is this? Twenty to midnight. The baritone. Oh yeah. Recorded downstairs. Yeah. In the room, and Raymond calls it the sick room. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not bad lyrics. They're just very generic. Yeah. <laughs> There's no meaning behind any of them. No. We were just writing lyrics just yeah. to write lyrics. Yeah. And trying to be edgy, talking about alcohol. Uh, yeah. Which we were of age by this time. Yeah. Bend Matt. over and puke in the sink. <laughs> oh, God. I vaguely remember us recording that. And I might have a photo. You have a beer in your hand while we're recording that. Yeah, there is a picture of that. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, God, that's... That's humiliating. You want to hear Sloan no. sing? No. Oh, no. I definitely don't. Oh, shit. God, like, uh, this was my song. This was fucking horrible. It was like a Bon Jovi ripoff. <laughs> this was my song. Everything we did was some kind of ripoff. Yeah. That's the thing. There was no meaning behind the lyrics. There was no meaning behind the music, really, either. None of us really had any clue what the... I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, I mean, I think... And even Matt, he was the only one that was native to that instrument and, knew, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I know how to put these chords together, you know, and yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know shit. I, like, I will say, like, this project right here mm -hmm. was the thing that Matt and I recorded that we always wanted you to come and record your parts on and oh yeah but then you moved to vegas i think it was right when you moved to vegas yeah um i could still lay him down i do i don't have the mm. i don't have the stuff for this all right we let's let's officially wrap this podcast okay i don't know where we left off you'll find out when you edit it yeah so uh thanks for tuning in today no that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been a real fucking shit show. Yeah. So episode 129 is officially in the books for the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. Check us out on the interwebs, dinnerwithschmucks.com. Get your swag, dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com. We have masks. We have phone cases. There's a lot of new stuff up. I actually, in the last, speaking of free time, not, not that I have it, but um, <laughs> I've been spending a couple of late nights you know, going to bed quite late, but spending some time Jerking working off. No, working on the stop, <laughs> working on the shop. Yeah, dude. No, it shows, man. Putting you got up, some great shit. Putting up, up some new stuff, uh, building some new collections, things like that. So definitely check out dinner with schmucks.threadless.com. There is a free shipping promo coming up towards the end of the month of September. Keep your eyes peeled on that. Dinner with schmucks at, at dinner with schmucks, Instagram and Facebook, dieterwinterly.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Highstickcreative.com. Uh, also got some new stuff going on. And let's see. Bannybands.com. Bannybands. I was actually, you know what? I was I was uh, playing the horn today. I was practicing. And I was, uh, I was a good two hours in. And I, I played two and a half hours total. So I only did another half hour. But at two hours in, like I had, I had the fans on. And... Um, I was a little hotboxed in there just from myself, like blowing hot air into the room for two and a half hours. So around two hours, I was like, man, I could use that banny band because if I put the air on me anymore, then my eyes dry out, you know, and I'm like, it's not a window you can crack. Nice, cool day. That breeze. If you had like two, so some breeze can move along. It just yeah, but comes in. The problem is that drastic, like, you know, temperature change that quickly could like potentially fuck a horn up a little bit. So, I mean, I, I'm being a little overly cautious, but like they're all fucking half yeah. ancient or yeah. ancient. It wasn't the fucking, it's not like the Arctic Circle outside. No, but there's a big <laughs> difference from the house being like 73 from the outside being 70. I don't know. It wasn't, I, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I get the breeze. The best part about this time of year is the, the air moves. Yeah, but I that may, I was cold. Yeah, because well. I was sitting outside like right right after I finished. I was sitting outside, so now it's quarter to three, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta go get my hoodie." I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know how we're on this. Just I was getting hotboxed in there. Oh, oh, you're talking about the banny band. Yeah, 
So you wish you had your Thanks for band. derailing my... Yeah, I was looking for my bandy band. I know I went way too into detail. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, Moon Pigeon Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs> you All right, should guys. save that and use it. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, at another point of time in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is... That's accurate. What did I say earlier? I go, sometime... <laughs> some, some someday before, before tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> i love your your perspective on time chris you're out you're you're just far ahead of your time dude perhaps you had to wait the entire episode to hear the podcast title <laughs> yes because that's it that could be it all right we'll let ruxin and uh kevin nealon take you out later Okay, bye. Mama, stay, you guys. Bon appetit, Wolfgang Schmucks. This has been another episode of the Dinner with Schmucks podcast. If you like what you heard, you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash dinner with schmucks. We are Dinner with Schmucks on Instagram and at DWS Podcast on Twitter. If you want to connect with us old school, you can send us an email, dinnerwithschmucks at gmail.com. We may even give you our mailing address. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review on iTunes. Oh, and make sure you tell a friend. Until next time. We've got masks, people. Dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com A portion of every mask purchase goes to the human fund. (laughs) Money Money for people. people. portion of the proceeds is being donated to MedShare. Get yourself a Dinner with Schmucks mask. Don't be a schmuck. Yes, help stop the spread of the Rona. Dinnerwithschmucks.threadless.com Premium and regular masks also available in two children's sizes. Put on your damn mask. Hey, we want to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast. New sponsor? Oh, that's cool, man. (laughs) Banny Bands Headbands. So Banny Band Headbands, they are designed in the USA and they are the best headbands for working out, hanging out, playing hard, and looking good. They're great for kids, and they're great for men and women. Yeah, now if you want to check them out, you can go to bannybands.com. That's B-A-N-I-B-A-N-D-S dot com. Bannybands.com. <laughs> it's Banny Bands. They're good. They're sweaty. They're good. Oh, wait, no. What? But.